Welcome to Killer Kush Podcast, a podcast where we smoke. Hey, bro. What? Oh my God! And talk about killers, caspers, and cryptids. My name's Nick. My pronouns are they/he. And my name's Claire. My pronouns are she/her. Welcome to the podcast, Claire. How's your week going? So bad. So horribly bad. So bad. I feel like last week we were on top of the world. You were feeling bimbo. I was feeling girl boss. This week. I know. What? What happened? I don't know what happened. The mucus man's got you. The mucus man's got me. Today, my allergies have one-two punched me. I've been sneezing every five minutes. I'm, I'm congested. I'm sniffling. I'm snotting. I'm... Going through it. Going through it, mate. Going through it. Going through it. What about you? How are you? I'm alive. Work has been bad and i'll leave it at that yeah i'll leave her at that work sometimes is just not i'm in the same boat right now like work is just stressing me out a little bit and it's sometimes it's like is it worth the money and then you're like yeah i need this to survive and then you just do the job you do the damn thing because that's what it takes to survive right now and so many jobs are worse and exactly people have it worse off right you know I'm like, I don't even have to leave my house yeah, to get paid a, a salary, which is kind of insane. Very nice. You ever think about that? Just like, I didn't leave my four walls and made a career. Ew. Made a career from not leaving the house is yeah. a dream. I mean, yeah. It's a dream. But my mental illness is feeling it. Yeah, this week. Feeling it. Yeah. Sometimes um, it's it's great, sometimes, but then when you're just deep in it, it's hard because you can't separate home from work, and then you just always feel like yeah you're on that stress level. So I, I get it. I get it. Totally. I'm lucky enough that I go into work now. Right. Well, and I think it's just like there's pros and cons to both because- Yeah, I agree. Totally. I mean, like, I'm, I'm glad that you, you work pretty close to where you live. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, my therapist's ears were tingling- um, and I got an email saying, how's your anxiety levels been this week? <laughs> I was like, I'm so, so glad you asked. <laughs> Great timing. Fantastic timing. Fantastic timing. Actually, I've been getting like a lot of uh, calls and like emails at times that like are really convenient karmically. Like I can't get my Adderall. Mm. I'm having the same shortage issues everybody else now. Yeah. And... A pharmacy, like that, I guess my work goes through like express scripts mm-hmm. and I didn't use them for my prescription, but they called me. They were like, hey, you want to switch over your Adderall to us? And I was like, oh my God. I so, totally do. So funny you, you call. Yeah. I was going to call you, even though you're a telemarketer, <laughs> like, or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, Hell and, yeah. So now you got it? No. Uh, didn't have it either. <laughs> oh damn! I said, "Why offer?" I'm so scared. More I still haven't got a psychiatrist, and I'm slowly running out of my antipsychotic meds. Not again. And so, me acting like yeah, but if I run out and I have to go back, even if I can't find a psychiatrist, and I go back to my old psychiatrist just to get a refill, the insurance is still fucked. Where I have to pay over a hundred and fifty dollars for just one month supply of my antipsychotic. 
So I'm just also stressed about that right now. There's a lot of things on our plates about just general stress and then trying to relieve our stress is making us more stressful. Right. Like trying to take care of our mental illness has become the cause of, of the mental, like, illness. mental illness. I agree. So I've had like a few breakdowns, but maybe we're on the up and up. Yeah, I think we're on the up and up. I, I think I'm I'm at a real low right now. So the only way to go is up, you Same. know? Same. Yeah. I have to show you something. I'm going to pause and I'll be right back. Oh, my God. Are you ready, Claire? I've never been more ready for anything in my whole life. What the fuck is that? It's an <gasps> earring. Feel it. Is it a real fucking tongue? I don't know. Feel it. <gasps> Touch it. No, no, that's not real. That's not real. It's not, is it? Claire's still not convinced it's a real tongue. It's not a real tongue. But describe what it is for the podcast with the most description you can. My God. So here I have one of the most beautiful, uh, <laughs> engaging, engaging pieces yeah. of statement jewelry I've seen. Mm-hmm. It's a single earring. Uh Silver, metal, little hooky hook, uh, and a tongue. A severed tongue. A severed tongue uh, made of some... uh, Squishy. Silicone, squishy squish. That is like really convincing. Um, And the best part is the earring with the fucking (laughs) wing back (laughs) through it. That would like surely stab a real mouth. But I love that you can like change it out, I'm sure. Yeah. I could put an earring on that one. Oh my! An earring on an earring on the tongue. I mean, Isn't it the possibilities are endless. Where'd you get this? From a place called Strange Cargo. In Andersonville? Yeah. Uh, we went together. We've yeah. been there together. Oh I didn't God. check their earrings out last time. I checked their I earrings out know. this time. They have wicked earrings. Wow. I just had to bring this onto the pod. That's... I don't know. There's some hair on it. <laughs> you know, we all get hair in our tongues. <laughs> It's realistic. Hairy tongue, hairy <laughs> tongue. Claire's got a hairy tongue. Wow. Yeah. Modern art is so fun. Isn't it? You know, things that would send a Victorian child into a coma, that. This tongue. Yeah. They'd be like, it's real and pass out. Like that would, if you were just wearing that into like a CVS. Yeah. That would truly. <laughs> yeah. I wore it into work the other day and I was like, I can't wear this while I'm working. <laughs> I was like, customers are going to be weirded out. I can't do that to them. I, I would love if, like, I mean, you just take it out and sometimes just put it in your mouth and sometimes just pull it out. Pull it out, yeah. That'd be funny. It's convincing enough. You can do so much fun with that. It is like a wiggly piece of material. Yeah. Like, I want multiple tongues, like, not attached to earrings. Just just laying about? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I might love a little necklace. Of tongues? Just one, maybe. Just one little tongue on a necklace? Yeah. I can get behind that, licking your titties. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that made me smile. Thanks. You're welcome. That's all I wanted to do. A little piece of happiness in our life. Our little tongue. It's the little things. (laughs) It's the little things. We might not be able to get our our medication we need. We may um, hate our lives. But. But. I bought a little tongue, a little separate tongue on an earring. Sometimes a little retail therapy. Make you feel good. Make you feel good. 
All right, well, let's switch over to the session, and we'll be back. Yeehaw. Oh, my God. All right, everyone, welcome back. Hi. Welcome to episode 57. We never said it in the beginning. We're going to do... I don't think we said the number of the episode. We try to, but we just say it wrong normally, and then we have to go back and correct ourselves. Uh, 57. 57. We're for sure is 57 this week. And this week I am going over a story that I actually found last week for for episode 56 that was a Reddit ghost story. Left us on a cliffhanger. Left you on a cliffhanger. The gist of the story is there's this person that lives in St. Louis in a very old home built around like the late 1800s. And they had an attachment that tormented them from age 8 until 23 and then they Googled the home address and then they found a death certificate of Fred's daughter. Yes. So that's where we left the story off. And then they were like, I can only assume that he's a terrible human based on the things that he did to me after his death. And then was like, I'll go into it if you want me to go into it, but have fun finding it. And then I spent forever searching through this thread trying to find the story. And then finally I fucking found it. So they posted it like deep into the thread. I think it's just because how many people commented on it and like those comments got boosted that it was really hard to find the rest of the story. Ah, gotcha. Because it was like, this is a popular story. So I'm just going to crack into it. So I'm not really sure where to start. So I guess the beginning, I may divert here and there for detail's sake. I was raised in a coven, not like used to be. I mean, actively was. You see, I was raised in a foster home that was run by nuns. When I was two months old, one of my parents attempted to murder me, and I survived, obviously, and was placed in the nuns' care. They only took in babies that were drug-addicted or severely abused. I was raised there for about five nuns until about ten months old, and then the state gave me back to my parents because they suck. And the state does suck, and foster system is so hard. I feel so bad for anybody who's in the foster care system. It just really beats children down, and it's really hard. Anyway. It's fucked. Fast forward about 10 months, and I'm back in the system. Are you really surprised? My nuns found out, and by the grace of the creator, they managed to pull me some strings and gained guardianship over my brother and I. I was obviously very traumatized two-year-old when they finally got me back. I used to wake up screaming about the man when I was two to four, I slept in a converted butler's pantry in my crib slash bed, old house, so the pantry was more like a second room, just smaller. My mother, nun one, always... (laughs) (laughs) Nun one? (laughs) It's like a play. (laughs) Literally. Cut. Nun one. Always assumed that my PTSD, but thought it was strange considering my abuser was a woman. I was happy and content child, but obviously spiritually attuned. I often spoke to angels, as my parents called it. I knew a way around places I had never been. I knew old people were going to die. Calm down, Wednesday Adams. Ha ha ha. They thought it was something that would pass. My house was very large. It consisted of a formal living room, dining room, kitchen, two halls, a butler's pantry, two bedrooms, and a phone room on the first floor. The second floor was four bedrooms, converted butler's pantry, a den, converted chapel, a bathroom, two hallways, and the third floor had two rooms that had been used as bedrooms, but they were just storage rooms. 
There are two sets of stairs in the house. The front steps led from the first floor all the way up to the third floor, stopping at a platform in the hallway on the second floor, then turning to go up to the third floor. The back steps led from the first floor either to the basement or a spiral staircase to the second floor. The layout in the house is important because it was unique for what it was and the area. So I grew up in two houses away from a church, and my neighbor was the priest. My parents were the parish nuns. I was extremely religious until about eight. I started becoming skeptical after things stopped adding up for me. I'm not religious now, but I do believe in a creator slash universe. Around the age of eight, I started hearing my name being called from the back steps. My bedroom was on the second floor my whole stay there. It would always be a familiar voice, so I would say, what? Or something of that kind. But as it goes, no one would have said my name. I've heard my name been called in this apartment before, and that was freaky to me. Ew, what? I was laying in bed, and it was when Phil and was living here, and Phil and just fucks with me, so I thought it was Phil and making a weird voice, being like, Nick. And then I heard it twice, and I was like, Phil and stop. Because I thought Phil and is just like in the dining room or kitchen fucking with me, because that's the corner that my bedroom's on in our house. And then I was like, Phil and and then Phil didn't say anything, and I was like, Phil... And nothing happened. And then I texted in the group chat, like, hey, Phil and Nice, is anybody, are you home? And then they were like, no, I'm at work. <gasps> there was nobody in the house with me. I was alone. And I heard my name called like three times. Ew, what the fuck? It was horrifying. Yeah. No. Get my name. Out your goddamn mouth. mouth. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing. Don't say my name. No, not it. You don't know me personally? Just don't say my name. Just don't say my name. He said, don't say my name. Don't say my name. All of the kids in the house, friends and siblings that could walk and talk, were afraid of the room on the second floor. It was used by many nuns, but it was just off. To be honest, my whole house was always just a little bit off. The whole house was original to the build, wood, light fixtures, and most switches, etc., which it's always interesting, like seeing old houses that have been redone and how much of that house is actually the old house and then versus the new yeah. updated version and like what energy is carried where in that thing. Yeah. Has always I, interested me. I love, um, there's this uh, person on YouTube that like restores old homes. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love videos like that because there's just like so many interesting things from old homes like yeah old like elevators yeah like, like butler elevators are yeah. wild Ooh, I love creepy shit like that but then you have like modern people coming in and like painting everything white and which I trashing hate. it hate yeah I, it's so fucking ugly to me back to the story I remember at night being especially afraid of that room, but since my room was on the opposite end of the second floor, on the back end of my house, I was never really bothered. Back to the story, though. I quickly became fascinated by all things occult and paranormal, often telling people I believed I was a psychic and could talk to the dead. I still do, but I don't talk about it as social norms say I'm crazy, so shrug emoji. I started researching books in the library, reading all I could. My shows were always focused around the paranormal, and I hated most cartoons and still do. Claire. (laughs) Oh, it's me? (laughs) I hate hate cartoons and still do. (laughs) Not all of them. I just don't go out of my way. You've never seen Scooby-Doo. Oh, my God. 
I slept in the same bed as Nun One from ages four to ten, even you... though I had my own room. Nun and... One is their mom, by the way. Nun One is their mom, yeah. Just in case y'all forgot. Yeah. Uh, even though they had their own room, but they were terrified of their room, especially at night. I would often have night terrors almost every night and massive migraines every day that would lead me to sleeping it off in my bathtub with the lights off. My parents chalked it up to me eating too much chocolate. LOL, old people. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking parents would be like, I'd be like, oh my God, my stomach hurts. Or like, it's growing pains. It's growing pains. I hated that growing up. I was like, I'm, like, I'm in my, physical pain right now. My knee is bothering me. Oh, it's growing pains. Huh? Maybe there's an injury. Maybe I tore my fucking ACL. Yeah, Lynn. Growing pains, smelling pains. My fucking ACL, <laughs> bitch. I would feel a presence around me anytime I was upstairs alone. Like I was alone, but not in the comforting way. More like I was being stalked. I told my parents, but it was always the PTSD. I called him Fred. I don't know why it was his name. It just was. At 10, I finally moved full time into my own bed and room. I had like a massive teddy bear collection, think 50 plus. So my parents had a two tier shelf built on the wall. Every night it felt like they would move ever so slightly. A child's mind, my other parent, none too, would say. (laughs) Another nun enters the chat. (laughs) Wait. Can a nun only be a woman, so... Yeah, they just had multiple nun parents that lived in this house together. Oh. Nuns live together, most likely. Oh. I was thinking this nun was like their actual mother. No. Their actual mom tried to kill them. Yeah, because they were an orphan. Yeah. Okay. What did I get? Never mind. You know what? Ignore me. Ignore me. Glass like it's muddled in my brain. (laughs) I had only one doll as I hated them. It was a porcelain doll, but after a month, I buried it in a drawer as I swear it would move on its own and blink. I continued to hear my name called. I would be touched, and I was constantly having things go missing. Not like misplaced, I mean never to be seen again. Me every time I lose my wallet. Or your work pass or then me every your time pop I find socket. It. Or... Uh-oh. <laughs> the ghost made me lose like, it. I'm fucking haunted. Somebody took it from me. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have possibly lost something else of mine that's very valuable. Couldn't have possibly. Couldn't have been me. It had to have been a demon. Had to have been. Enter 12, 13. I had started having difficulty sleeping and I developed insane depression. To be fair, I have PTSD and ADHD, so not surprising that as hormones come and so does depression. But this was more like oppression. Look at that. Poetry. Fuck depression. This is oppression. Except for a ghost. I knew we had a ghost, so I decided to contact it. Stupid, I know. I made a Ouija board on paper and tried to contact it. Nothing happened. Quite in fact, I was so pissed that I closed out the board and eminently set it on fire in the bathroom sink and then flushed the remains down the sink with water. You just lit a how or you just lit your fire in your own house? Why would you light a fire in your you bathroom were sink? Mad that it didn't work? I would have beat your ass. Girl, at least go out and get a real board. Yeah, I have a real Ouija board. Maybe Borrow you mine. Drew it wrong. Yeah, maybe you didn't put goodbye and go in the right areas. Yeah, maybe you forgot. Goodbye and go, like it's Monopoly. I meant goodbye <laughs> <Pasco>. and hello. <laughs> jail. Where's jail? 
Every day that I got angrier and angrier. I hardly left my room when I was home. I just sulked. Eventually, every night I would be visited. It started small, just the feeling of being watched. Then my closet door would rattle or hangers would move. I also was in the closet one time in this house in the room that I'm in talking to Nico on the phone and I was putting laundry away. And then all of a sudden on his side of the closet, a hanger started violently swinging. Like somebody like pushed it hard. And I have, I I freaked out. I was like, oh my God, Nico. And I like tweaked on the phone with him. Fuck no. Yeah, it was really tweaky. I've never seen shit like that. Yeah. my ghosts. Actually. This house is haunted though. Nothing's really happened recently. Like in the last like six months to eight months, nine months. Mm. But things have happened in this house before. Mm. Which just kind of. When it's like late at night, when it's 2 a.m. and I'm getting up for work, I'm like, hey, hey spooky. Hey, ghosty. There is still a ghost in my apartment, but it won't talk to me. Only Ziggy. Only Zonk. Only likes dogs. I get it. I get it. Over time, it got worse. The feeling I was being watched was so overwhelming that I started to close my door. I would try to sleep only to feel my blankets move or feel someone sitting on my bed. I started keeping my small light on at night so I could see but nothing was ever there. My stereo would randomly turn on to full static. My air conditioner would be turned from low to full blast, regardless of it being hot or cold. I was, which is interesting because maybe it was picking up the temperature changes in the room, you know, and turning on from that temperature change. Oh my God. I was extremely depressed by this point and would just sit staring at my wall for hours, not moving really, not drawing or writing, just sitting and staring at my wall. I had been going to psychologists and a psychiatrist since I was 10. I had been on Seroquel to put me asleep. I'm assuming it's just a sleep med. It worked for a few months, then it stopped. And I was crazy high dose for my age and weight, so we just stopped it. I eventually attempted and was put in the hospital. I had no issues there and would return home, and the feeling got even worse. Can I tell you a quick thing that I found out the other day that's kind of related? Yeah. So, did you know that Michael Jackson actually died because he was being medically put, like, to sleep, like, with... Injections, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, every night. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he, they overdosed him. I did not know that. Yeah. I thought it was just, like... I didn't realize they were fucking coming and, like, actually booting him out. Yeah. Sometimes I wish somebody would sedate me. I wish somebody would sedate me, too. <laughs> Today I tried taking a nap and I could not take a nap. For the listeners, I have been up since 3 a.m. working and I simply have not taken a nap today. And it's currently 6.18 p.m. I'm just tired. (laughs) I'm just tired. I wish I was taking Seroquel. Anyway, (laughs) I had a digital camera that had an infrared sitting. I was sitting on my living room couch one night sneakily watching Adult Swim and playing around with the setting when I got that feeling of being watched from the dining room. So I took a quick picture, and behind the door was a perfect red signature outline of a large human. I showed Nun one the next morning. She took the camera, and I never saw it again, nor was I allowed to have another one. Which that's never, like, taking something away from a child that they're curious about and interested in is never the right thing. Like, I'd be like... It makes them want it more. I'd be like, it was just a fluke. Like, try to get it again. And if you get it again, then we can have a conversation. You know, like, I would encourage... 
Yeah. Because it's probably not going to happen again, and that would give more comfort to the child, you know? Right. One night I had an overwhelming sense of dread, like nothing I've ever felt before. I had done my normal before-bed routine, door closed, small light on, prayers. I was in bed and was so afraid, I just put the covers over my head. I don't know if I fell asleep or not, but I heard my nickname scream loudly in my ear, and I sat straight up. For background, I had been missing my favorite belt for about six months. It was pink and white striped fabric, and I wore it with everything. It had disappeared one day, and no one could find it. My parents made me believe I left it at a friend's house. So I sat straight up terrified. What my friends? Light was... What friends? Lawyer. You don't have friends? All you do is look at the wall. Claire being a bully. <laughs> you don't have friends? What ugly belt? Hey, they said they looked at the wall all day. I don't know. So I sat straight up terrified. My light was flickering, and I kid you not, the belt was in the middle of my floor, right in front of my bed, in the shape of a 13. My age. I don't remember after that, but I woke up the next morning and was alive. Ha ha ha. Yeah. After that, I told Nun 2 to bring me a bottle of holy water and a blessed rosary. Thanks to them having access, I got it the same day. I put the rosary on a small light by my door, and every night I would close and bless my door with holy water. My parents at this point were convinced I was just a crazy person, so they didn't listen or intervene. Around this time, I started seeing a full-body apparition outside of my home throughout the city and specifically in Carlisle Lake in Illinois. Illinois story. Ah. My parents had me tested for schizophrenia, but it was negative as my only true symptoms were the audiovisual and tactile hallucinations. My depression had gotten better without meds and I was functioning otherwise. The activity calmed significantly at night after I started blessing my room. During the day, the rest of the house became more active. I would hear conversations, I would be grabbed. I often felt like I was between the unseen and the seen. The other children that would come over and who lived there wouldn't want to play upstairs ever. The front upstairs bedroom became darker, even during the day. No one lived there anymore, so it was set up like a bedroom, but no one lived out there. I'd often think I saw someone seated at the edge of the bed and would look back to nothing. When I was for- which that's happened to people in this apartment, they've seen a dark figure in our living room. Like they'll walk past the living room and then take a double look because they thought they saw somebody in the living room. Which is just interesting. And it's happened to multiple people. Ooh. So that's also interesting that it's not just like me or Nico experiencing it. It's yeah. like our friends that have been like, hey, I thought I saw something in your living room and nobody was there. Ooh. Which is just creepy. I have to start glancing in your living room. When I was 14, I went in there around dusk and said, if you're real and I'm not crazy, I need you to prove it to me. The doors, they slid into the wall and had to be pulled out to close, shook. Like they were being pulled closed. Obviously, that was enough confirmation, and I hauled ass out of there and back to my room. At 15, my depression returned, and I was back to having problems sleeping. Then, one night, I had gotten up to go to the bathroom. It was rare I left to pee, but I had to pee very badly. So I gathered as much courage as I could, and I cracked my door just enough to slink out, put on a shoe, Jordan's if it matters. (laughs) No, (laughs) that's funny. Not at all. (laughs) Right behind the door, so it wouldn't open all the way, and I turned back into the bathroom. The bathroom was literally right next to my room. Now, I normally peed with the door open as it was just me, my little sister, and her own room, and the doors were closed. None one, and a baby upstairs. But tonight I had that feeling. 
that someone is directly behind you about to grab you feeling. So I closed the door. I was quick, no more than a minute. When I walked out, my door was wide open. The shoe was on the wall across from my room and my light was off. I freaked out and I ran to the next room to none one snoring and screaming, why did you turn off my light and my door open? She was confused and had been sleeping, so she told me to go back to bed as I must have done it. I didn't, but I was just crazy, so no amount of begging would change her mind. I didn't sleep that night, and about two weeks later, without warning, I was given back to my birth mother. I moved to Illinois to be with her, and the activity stopped until we moved in with her then-boyfriend, now-husband. It started with dark spots on my ceiling at night, so this is also interesting that it's following her. Yeah, it's not attached to a house or a place. It's attached to her. Yeah. But it started as a place. Uh Uh-huh. Huh. It started with dark spots on my ceiling at night and progressed to cabinets being open in the morning. Then things that were unlocked should have been locked. A cat toy is moving around the house on their own. They were aware of Fred as I was open about my experiences since I didn't know how to rationalize them. The straw that broke the camel's back was when I was about 18 and had just moved to Germany to be with my dad. My birth mother and her husband were sitting in the living room, their cats asleep in the cat tree next to them, when they heard what sounded like the cats springing up and down the steps for a good two to three minutes. They called their pastor over, and he blessed the house. Keep in mind, I had to have been having terrible night terrors in that home almost every night. My migraines were so bad I was put on meds and given opiates for when I was too late to take the meds. So they were, like, in severe pain from these migraines that this ghost was causing them, which is just horrible. Like, migraines are painful enough, but when you can't find the cause of them... Poor baby. Poor baby. And still, like, a child at this point, like, shouldn't have to deal with this kind of shit, like, so severely. All of their life. Not that anybody should have to, like, deal with mental illness so severely, but, like, they're also trying to get help and, like... Obviously, they're seeing doctors if they're getting all of this medication and it's, like, not working for them. And they're, like, open and honest to the people that they should be trusting in and nobody's believing them. I moved back from Germany and didn't experience anything. No night terrors, no activity, no migraines, and Germany or after. I thought I was free until I got to my first house. The activity came back. I would regularly visit my childhood home but never slept there more than a night. My daughter's toys were stored in an unused room and they would just start going off. I would smell literal death, and flies would appear, only circling one area. When the ceiling slash roof would be investigated, there is nothing. So there's... So now it's... This person, or this ghost is following them, but only in the U.S. now. Yeah, only (laughs) in the U.S. It didn't follow to the Germany. It did hop with them to different houses, but only if they're... Maybe, like, in the town? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know Maybe they have a connection to the town. And it's also interesting that, like, now they have their daughter to worry about because... Oof. Would you bring a child into this, like, world if you were haunted? Because, like, yeah, what if you... What if it, like, goes off onto them? Yeah. The haunting. Just scary. And also, it clearly must be a demon of sorts. If it's smelling like death and flies are appearing, those are two signs that, like, a demon is active. Right, like, a nice ghost isn't... Thanking up your house. Yeah, literally. One night around 3 a.m., I got home from my shift as an EMS, and my daughter's toy piano started playing in the room as I walked in the room, and I sat down on my phone. I went to the toy to switch it off. It was already off. The exact moment I realized it was off, I heard my phone calling out, 
They had legit called 911 at that exact moment. She wasn't my last call or my fifth. It had been a minute since we had talked on the phone. The phone was sat on my actual piano, and it was locked, so I know I didn't call her. Fred had been a distant memory until that moment, and it all came rushing back. The next six months in that house consisted of my significant other's demeanor turning evil. Oh. It turned into a sadistic sob who would do terrible things to me. No. I finally called the police and left him and that house. Do I went you think back. it was the ghost? It very much could be. Like, that energy affects everything around it. And when you're with someone who is, yeah. like, attached to something like that, it's really hard to be around people. Totally. So I get, like... And also a picture like having a kid in that situation too and being like my sadistic husband now because of this fucking ghost. Like what do I do for my daughter? What do I do for me? Just a horrible situation. That's sad. I went back to my parents' house and literally told Fred to leave me alone. And I went go back to where he came from. The house was sold after Nun 2 was put in a home in 2016, leaving Nun 1 alone in that big house. She was ready to leave by then anyways. Too many steps, she said. Ha ha ha. All the activity stopped. I haven't had any more activity from Fred since then, except for one very vivid dream in 2018 after Nun 2's death. I was back in my old bedroom, trying to run out of the house, feeling like I was being chased. I mostly remember I was praying loudly and running down the steps. I breached the front door and heard a god-awful scream coming from inside. I looked back towards the big bay window in my old living room, and in the window stood a very tall, muscular-looking humanoid creature with grayish skin and glowing white eyes screaming and clawing at the window. I woke up crying and knew that that was Fred, and that I was free. I couldn't even talk about the dream for weeks, or I feared it would bring him back. Since that time, I have learned about energy protection, light working, and how to use my gifts appropriately. I don't want another Fred ever, but now I'm able to point my journey where I want to start clearing homes as I think the reason he couldn't reattach was because I'm spiritually more protected than I was before. I know it was long, but I hope it was worth it. I've had other non-Fred related experiences when I found out the death certificate, it just made sense. I can't say if it's him 100%, but what are the chances? I would get a splitting migraine as a child in a house where a woman literally died from a brain aneurysm and her father's name was Fred? Too long didn't read. Fred was a demonic dude who haunted my waking life for almost a decade. And that is the story of Fred. Goddamn. That motherfucker followed her... So like, many her places. her whole life, practically. But, you know, nice ending that... She finally got away from it, and she's able to have that solace. Yeah, Yeah. she's able to help others and live from this experience moving forward. Fuck. Just fuck. I read this, and I was like, whoa. It's like, there's so many stories that are general. Like, this place is haunted. This place is haunted. Like, there's this ghost. But it's hard. It's interesting to find, like, these testimonials of, like, I've been haunted for my whole life. Right, because... You hear about, like, little bits and pieces, but, like, a full attachment. Yeah. Like that is crazy. Especially, like, the being tested for schizophrenia. Like, that's really scary. Yeah. To be told that, like, something's wrong with you. Repeatedly, and nobody believing that there's not something wrong with you. Obviously, like, this ghost wasn't a good one. So, like, probably part of their depression, too. Like, 
I'm sure the depression was partly from the energy sucking anyways, because that ghost was fucked up. Like, yeah, literally, like, it was just taking everything out of her. Yeah. Which is just, I don't know. For people that have to live like that, my heart goes out to you. I wish I could take something to make your life easier. Even if you are dealing with, like, mental illness and you're able to contact the other side in some way, shape, or form. There's just so many, like, slippery slopes that happen in that. Totally. And I just hope that everyone takes precautions and really believes when people are saying that they do have these experiences because it does happen. It's true. Believe people and... Be kind, people. Be kind. Be kind. Just try. Claire, three-sentence summary. This is a doozy. Dory Teller grew up in an old home where they got a ghost named Fred attached to them at a young age. Uh, Fred was confirmed to be the father of a woman who died from a brain aneurysm in the same house where the ghost attached itself to the storyteller and said ghost Fred followed them around their entire lives. Period. Second sentence. Last sentence. The storyteller surprisingly didn't have Fred... While overseas in Germany, Fred is an American ghost. (laughs) And Storyteller was able to finally get rid of Fred one day and was able to learn about energy healing and now can help others in the same situation. Boom. Done. Yeah. It had to be a a run-on. It had to be a mouthful. Yeah. Those were some run-ons. No worries. You know, sometimes we we give it punctuation, and sometimes we don't. Yeah, it's okay. It could be like a vague three sentence. Yeah, vague three sentences. <laughs> uh, Claire, girl boss, gatekeep, gaslight, bimbo. What are you feeling? Wish I was feeling bimbo, but definitely feeling gaslight. Yeah. Um, work, mental health. Why is there an Adderall shortage? What the fuck? Um, big, big thumbs down to life. Big thumbs up to good friends. And I love friends and love you, Nick. And I feel better now. Yeah. How yeah. are you feeling? You feeling girl boss? You feeling gate kept? You feeling gaslit? I'm feeling gate kept from happiness by this week. Yeah. That's what I'm feeling. But you know what? Maybe next week won't gatekeep me from happiness. We can have a bad week, and then next week we could be like, well. We can bounce back. The week can't get worse next week than as bad as it was this week, so. Bimbos do what? Bounce (gasps) back. Bimbos bounce back. Bimbos bounce back. T-shirt. (laughs) T-shirt. All right, we love you. We love you. You know where to find us. We're on social media at... 
podcast. You can click the link in our description to submit a sound of the week or a listener story. You can also subscribe to our Patreon for as low as five bucks a month to listen to our episodes early and listen to the session. But Nick, what's so special about the Patreon? The Patreon is this beautiful place where you get to interact with us. You get to request stories. You get to listen to the session. There's also this thing called the reefer review that we do. For special tier three, three? I think. I don't know. I'd have to look at it. Tier bimbo. Tier bimbo. Yeah, our maybe we'll redo our tiers bimbo. too. Yeah, we'll in our rebrand. We'll re we'll get it. Yes. Uh, but in we love words. you. We'll see you. Bye bye. Bye. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>